T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Listen to the Todd Feinberg Show on the free Odyssey app. Download at Mike WTIC and follow Todd Feinberg today. Oh, yes. We are electrified in defiance of the climate change crowd. We are burning every light. We've got the heat jacked up high even though it's a warm day. Well, it's been a warm day. Getting cold now, though. Getting cold. All right, here's your topic for today. Inflation foods. How have your meals changed? The ones you're cooking at home, the ones you're eating at home, or the ones you're buying out? What are you doing to adjust to the inflationary period we're in and the, the difficult economy to survive as uh, things keep getting worse economically? What are your feelings about the best way to manage the high cost of food when you go to the supermarket. Aren't you shocked? Aren't you stunned at how few bags it takes to get to 50 bucks or 100 bucks? So how have your meals changed? What are you doing differently to compensate? Because there are a lot of things you can do. What is your favorite meal that costs the least? What is your favorite meal that costs the least? Kind of a sidebar question for how to look at this or how to express this. What are your favorite inflation foods? And uh, do you eat out less? You know, talk about your adjustments. And what's the bright spot? For me, more pasta sounds good. Pasta is not expensive. I would eat that three meals a day, or maybe four. 860-522-9842. There you have it. That's what we'll discuss. That is the question. And... Uh, I'm excited about this hour of Order Up coming your way. BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, Mark Christopher, what's happening, sir? It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, all right. How are you dealing with inflation? Are you doing it by constricting calories or changing what you buy? This is, uh, this is where creativity sets in, I think. Bruce is first, South Windsor. Hello, Bruce. Hi, Todd. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Thank first, you. I love this segment. I, I, I look forward to it every week. But uh, I'm feeling the pinch like everybody else, so we tend to be doing a lot more pasta dishes, not just red sauce, you know, pasta and clam sauce, garlic and olive oil, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but, but fueling the inflation, I got curious a couple weeks ago, I started doing some research on depression era food. Yeah. And I came I came up with a, a dish called panna cotta. 
which is really just bread, bread and water, bread and water soup. But you spruce up. You had some Parmesan cheese to it. I did some fresh vegetables. I mean, fresh herbs. I, I um, uh, you let the bread get a little stale. Bring it up to a boil. Simmer it down. And um, I wanted to try it. It came out great. And at the end, you had some Parmesan cheese, fresh cheese to it. I used my immersion blender to make it a nice soup. I, I fed it to people. Everybody loved it. And I told them it's, it's basically just bread and water. I used chicken stock or beef stock to make it. But uh, in, in, a, in a pinch, if you're broke and you got some still bread and water, you can eat pretty well. And then also the Italians have um, panzanella, which is a kind of crusted, crusty bread broken up with tomatoes, onions, olive oil, and, and vinegar. A great salad, too. I mean, you can make a heck of a meal on just a few pennies. Yeah, the um, it's, it's very interesting that you say that because, because the, the peasant food, from Italy in particular, but other countries as well, is the popular stuff now. Like, that's what you're paying a lot for at restaurants, is some cut of yes. meat that's not great, and they, they let it sit for hours on the in, in the oven or on the stove. And, 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 yeah, yeah, and it comes out beautifully. Like, that's what well, everybody like wants to be eating. Asabuco, yeah, good point. Lamb yep. shakes, beef shakes used to be a cheap cut of meat, and now because of the Food Channel showing everybody how to cook it, that's an expensive piece of meat to buy now. Well, I think uh, it became expensive because everything else got so expensive. People had to start eating Asabuco. You know, it drives Probably. you. The high prices drive you into the places where, um, yeah, where, like you said, are you Italian? Uh, part Italian, yep. Yeah, so you've got a nice uh, commitment to the heritage. It's the best food, isn't it? it well, I, you know, I love Asian food, spice and flavor. I love French food. I've been to Paris a few times. So I, I, I like I like to cook too. I'm kind of a food. All right, stop uh, being so multicultural, though. I like to uh, brag on the <laughs> Italian stuff. Thank you, Bruce. Good to talk with you, and I'm glad you enjoy this hour. Thanks for mentioning it. Dale calling from Bloomfield. Hi, Dale. Hi, hi. I, I'm really like Aldi's. Aldi's seems to be like you get everything so much less expensive. It's an awesome store, and it's good quality stuff that they sell at low prices. Right. Right. Totally. It's great. Yeah, they had a who had the article. Either Walmart or Aldi's is like the best deal for food. Yeah, I think um, I think there was a story in one of the papers a couple of weeks, maybe a month ago, about all yeah. this. It was interesting to see. And, and we went in for the first time around that time and, and uh, found some good stuff there. Good, good. Anything else, Dale? Yeah. No, no. I guess we're going to eat less meat as a society. Well, we should eat less all around, and that would probably be good for us. And and we would save the money that we want to save. Isn't that funny that uh, that that's necessary? Gino calling from Hartford. Hi, Gino. Hi. How are you? Thank you for making the call. Uh, rice and beans. Is that where you're eating? No, but that is the nice and expensive. That's what we grew up on, rice and beans. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, this was my wife's idea. Uh, she's a chef, and she said, why don't you talk about how people are adapting their food for the uh, inflationary times? And she was talking about the Italian version of pasta and beans, which is a popular thing. Do you know that, Dish? What, what is it? Pasta and beans, but they have, there's an Italian name for it that isn't in my brain at the moment. It's going to. Oh, I never heard of it, but uh, I'm sure it tastes good. As soon as I, as soon as I remember the name, let me see if I can look it up. 
What is it called, pasta? No, I'm seeing all these things that are called pasta and beans. Uh, pasta e fagioli. Pasta fagioli, yeah, 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 the beans. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, that's an awesome soup, yeah. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. The great flavors are surprisingly, Gino, in the uh, less expensive foods. So growing up in uh, not so, you know, uh, uh, not such an, an economic. Uh, not a wealthy family. household. Yeah, not a wealthy household. We would grow up. We we ate a lot of porridge, like uh, cream of wheat in the morning for breakfast. Okay. Because corn it's meal. filling and inexpensive. Yes, cornmeal, oatmeal, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, that's one of the best breakfasts you can eat because uh, that cereal and everything has a lot of sugar now. Is that why you live so long? You're 120 right now. Well, I'd love to live to 120, but I'm working my way to it. Well, good luck with that. I hope it does the trick for you. Louise is in New Britain. Hello, Louise. Hi. I'm glad somebody else is promoting Aldi's. They should pay us. (laughs) Last week, this is a continuation, a couple of things I want to tell you. Last week, told you in Aldi's, this was an exception because this was something very expensive, $4.99 for these pine berries. <laughs> Do you remember yes. that conversation? Yep. yep. Well, I didn't buy them, but the caller after me um, referred to the young lady, that's me, I'm only 77, right? But anyway, <laughs> um, that how cheap can I be or something like that. So it was bothering me. But I said, the next day, I said, well, let's just go buy it. It was bothering me. I'm, I'm curious. I wanted to know what they taste like. So we bought them. And it wasn't it wasn't four ninety nine for a for. 14 ounces, it was 10 ounces, this little flat plastic clamshell thing. Okay. But they were, unlike strawberries, you know, nice red strawberries that come in a, in a big um, container, like a pound or a quart, mm-hmm. they're on top of each other. Well, these were meticulously packaged, six rolls of three, perfectly lined up. And perfectly ripe, and they lasted. If you if you didn't eat them right away or too fast, because I think of that, they were just so well, you know, preserved, sort of well taken care of. But anyway, they were very good, very delicate flavor. You had to kind of really concentrate on the flavor. A little bit of pineapple, peach, whatever, with mm-hmm. strawberry white inside. So that's one thing. But the other thing is, I had bought. Um, a jar of pasta sauce, and I finally said, let's just, just try this. And this is plant-based meat. I think you had criticized some of the the artificial meat, whatever, but you got to try this. <clears throat> I think years ago, um, things that were plant-based were mostly for, with soy. Now um, it seems that pea protein is one of the things, or whey, even in the powders that you make smoothies with. Yes. So this is bolognese sauce. And it's so delicious, called Truly Wholesome. That's the brand. I don't think they have it all the time, but anyway. Plant-based meat, and it's got pea protein, it's got carrots and dried onion and garlic and all kinds of stuff, all natural, and it's so delicious. It I'm sorry, what's it called again? Truly what? Truly Wholesome. Plant-based meat, bolognese. It tastes like hamburger, even the texture, very fine texture. So we had it with um, egg noodles, and today we finished it. I made um, an egg omelet with vegetables in it and put it on that. 
so good. That's the other thing. Eggs, I never, it never dawned on me. Everybody was saying how expensive eggs were. Well, today I made it. I didn't need any eggs yet, but I went and looked, and they're two ninety nine at all of these, but other places are very expensive. And it was a sign on the window that said, five years in a row, uh, certified or whatever that they were the had the best price, the lowest price for eggs, two ninety nine. That's pretty good. Yes. We were talking today about the price of those eggs. Louise, thank you for the call. And um and we were saying how it's true they've gone up a lot. They're way more expensive. They used to be so inexpensive eggs. But still, for what you can do for them, for fifty cents each. They're not expensive compared to other foods, I don't think. Tell me if I'm wrong. We're talking about how to survive. How are you surviving the bad economy, the inflation, how expensive? It's so extraordinarily expensive to go shopping in the grocery store. So give us a call, 860-522-9842. And also talk about, we haven't gotten any calls on eating out, but what are you doing differently in terms of restaurants to save a little money, to make it affordable, or are you cutting them out? Let us know. Pete and Meriden, hi. Yes, Pete. Oh, hi, Todd. Sorry. No, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. As far as restaurants, um, you know, Valentine's Day, the wife wanted to go out, and and I says, no, we'll wait till a couple of days after Valentine's Day. We went out uh, just last night. And, you know, we we spent money, obviously, Um but uh, you know, it's 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 once in a while. It's not every week. It's not every month. Even what I do, you know, I have a stop and shop card. I hope I can say that. Um, and what I do is I look for the manager specials on meat. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy the manager specials on uh, meat, fish, or chicken, and it usually happens uh, between Tuesday and Wednesday. Sometimes Thursday around, you have to be there at the right time at the right place (laughs) around. No, no, seriously. Around 10 a.m. to 12 Mm p.m. Now, I happen to work in New Britain and I'm close to the stop and shop in New Britain. So sometimes I can sneak out there and I'll pick up the manager's special. Now, I like the, uh, the beef tenderloin tips. I used to be able to get them before all this price hike. You know, seven ninety nine, eight a pound. Now they're thirteen and fourteen ninety nine a wow. pound. So, I, yeah, obviously I can't buy them unless they're on manager's special. And uh, my take on it, it's like gasoline. If gas was ten dollars a gallon, mm. would you stop buying it? Of course not. You still have to go to work. You you still have to go from here to there. And it, I feel the same way with food. I, I mean, I know the price has increased, but you still have to buy it. So what you have to do, you, you have to be a little bit more shrewd by only the things on sale. Plus with a stop and shop card, uh, I used to spend about 150 every two weeks for the two of us. Now I spend about 225 every two weeks for the two of us, but at least I get um, the gas point discount or I can get some money off of my um, purchase price. So what are you going to do? I mean, it's just like gasoline. If gas went up to $10 a gallon, you're still going to buy it because you still got to get from here to there. You got to get to work. Uh, yeah, you just uh, you-, you make adjustments, though. You drive a little slower, maybe, and you uh, don't go as, you know, you don't run. You don't, air- right, exactly. You don't, you don't make as many, um, you know. Frivolous uh, nec- stops. Unne- right, right. Yeah. Only the necessary stuff uh, because, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I work. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not on a limited budget, but, you know. It, yeah, it, everybody's it on a limited budget. You've got to right. be careful hurts, what you spend. I want to give you one example before I'm going to let you go. I buy um, the uh, suet, which is beef fat for mm-hmm. my woodpeckers. I feed the birds. And if I buy the commercial suet in the store, which has seeds mixed in and everything, it's about two ninety nine for a 16-ounce pack. The birds and starlings will tear it up in a day. If I buy the beef suet, which is just beef fat, it'll last about a week. That suet, when I used to buy it, oh, I would say a couple of years ago, was 99 cents a pound. I found it at the Stop and Shop in Wallingford uh, last week. You know what it was? For just fat, yeah. $3.99 Yikes. a pound. Yikes! We are, we're fat enough already. Thank you, Pete, for the call. It's great to talk with you. Kelly, hi there. Hi there. You were um, mentioning some ideas about, um, like, what food you were making, but I thought these ideas are also good, and also from my Italian heritage. Cool. That things, were, things were never wasted. Mm-hmm. So if you had extra meat from the night before, you know, it was turned into something else, like a, a yep. meat pie or... Um, in regards to kind of um, making your own food. If you don't know how to cook from scratch, I think you're really going to suffer in this economy because if you do know how to cook or if you had relatives that could, you know, tell you more traditional ways of cooking, using dried beans instead of canned beans and learning how to do all that, making homemade pasta instead of um, buying it, Mm -hmm. um, your food will go a long way. The trade-off will be some time, but... Um, you could certainly learn how to do all these things. It's been done that way for generations. I'm, I'm sure your your wife will agree with this because you say she's a chef. So yes, uh, and she she's uh, totally committed to this idea you talk about because that's how how she grew up. Everything got used. Nobody could afford to waste food. And then she was in the restaurant business, and it's the same thing. You've got to make money off everything in a restaurant. Yeah, so my last trick is um, when you're going to roast a chicken on a Sunday, you don't waste any of that either. You take the whole carcass, you put it in a slow cooker with some onion, celery, carrot, salt, whole peppercorn, and cover it with water. And you slow cook that for 12 to 24 hours, and you've probably got six quarts of your own homemade chicken stock that you can then just put in the freezer and then make soup or whatever else out of it. Kelly, you're awesome. I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much for doing it. We're talking about how you're adjusting your food intake or your food preparation, your restaurant dining, so that you can survive the inflationary economy. 860-522-9842. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Todd Feinberg. It's Todd Feinberg. Monday through Friday, 3 till 6 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, this is fun. I like this. This is uh, not just about how much we like to eat, but how much we like to do it at a reasonable cost. And as I said, I would gladly have pasta for breakfast. You know, it, I don't I don't need rules. I just want it to be great. And there's something about certain foods that are just so wonderful. And it's inexplicable. Matthew's calling from stores. Hey, Matthew. Hey, how's it going today? Thank you for uh, taking the time to call and thinking about this. What's on your mind? Yeah, so I kind of work in the industry quite a bit, and I uh, just wanted to offer suggestions, you know, things that save money and definitely are healthy, can fill you up, things like lentils. Like, that's something I haven't really heard come out at all. But, like, you look at Indian cuisine, you have a lot of, like, curry rices and lentils and stuff like that because lentils have all nine essential amino acids to it. So you can get a lot of what you need out of proteins from a lentil. You still need protein to a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And then ways to cut costs are definitely, instead of having, you know, eight ounces of steak, you cut it down to, to five. And, you know, you spread it out in more starch. I cook for five people on a daily basis, my wife and three kids. So... I definitely have had to try to find different ways of cutting costs down over the last couple of years and with the prices of everything. You, you can still get meat. You just eat a little bit less of it and bulk it up with different starches and vegetables. Well, you, you're the first person, too, who's really, who's really committed to the idea of eating less food, which is, you know, clearly as a culture, we eat too much. So if food prices go up, try bringing them down by cutting quantities. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm not even saying cutting your overall quantity. Like, you can still have 8, 10 ounces of the total food on a plate, but instead of having 8 ounces of that food be, you know, a tenderloin yeah. thing. Exactly. You could cut it down to 4 or 5 ounces and mix it into a starch and a vegetable and still have that meat that you want, but at a lot less cost. Good call on that one, Matthew. So you said you work in the industry. Is that food service you're talking about? Yeah, I'm a chef in West Harvard. Oh, that's awesome. You want to tell us where? Um, for the Max Group. For the what? The Max Restaurant Group. Oh, good. Yeah, so uh, do you guys change menu mix or anything? Uh, we seasonally change our menus every season. No, I meant for for this issue to, uh, to make it more affordable for people. Uh, the, the restaurant I manage is kind of a high-end one, so there's stuff that you always have to have no matter what the cost of it is. Right. Like, I'll always be serving oysters and lobsters and fillets and strips and whatnot, but uh, keep my costs good. You just, you don't waste anything, you know? You have uh, a leftover potato or something, you make a a vicious swap soup, you know, a potato leek Mm -hmm. soup and make it look really nice and add some garnishes to it and make it kind of wowing, you know? But you don't waste. I like it, Matthew. That's awesome. Thank you so much for the call. It's great to hear from you. 860 How about that? He works for the Max Restaurant Group. 
We're going to get a little traffic update, a little weather. We'll start with Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark. Back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. So we are uh, we are coming together around food. That's what we do during the restaurant hour, and we are happy that you're taking part in this because that's the whole idea. Let's bring our lives together and our experiences together. So we're talking about how you survive the bad economy. How do you adjust so that you can control the cost of food? Because it's it's remarkable going to the grocery store today and how much more you're paying for food and how much less you're bringing home and how high the price is is just remarkable. So joining the conversation, what are you doing around the house to bring down food costs? Menu planning, snacking. Snacking is a really expensive thing. We haven't talked about that. But if you're buying, um, if you're buying stuff like, you know, canned foods where you could be making from scratch. Somebody talked about making our own pasta instead of buying pasta, but pasta is so cheap already. You're doing such a great thing. If you're switching out a meat and having a pasta dish and just putting, you know, a couple slices of meat in there instead of big chunks for each person, there's so many ways to bring down the cost of food and cutting portions is a good way because we eat too much. Juan's calling from East Hartford. Hey, Juan. Hey, Todd, good evening. Um, you know, I, I've i always been a thrifty type of person around the kitchen. I hate to throw food away. Mm-hmm. It's a source of uh, argument around my household when I come and open the garbage and I see stuff that got thrown away. Well, keep the garbage closed. <laughs> exactly. I told her I was going to put a, a, a padlock on the garbage. Don't, don't have a fight over garbage. <laughs> no, but she said, you know, my, my wife's and my, gra- my mother-in-law's rule is, if it's in the refrigerator for two days, it's no good after that. They throw it all out. So one of my favorite things to do is to take leftovers and make like an omelet with it. Or take take all the leftovers, throw them all sure. together, throw some, some white rice, and you make a stir-fry rice. Or even boil a little bit of penne and just mix it in with penne pasta and fry the, you know, cook the yeah. penne pasta and then throw it in with the oil and all the veggies or whatever is leftover, meat, whatever. The other thing I do, and I think I've talked about this, I save meat, bones, and then when I get vegetables that are no good, I'll throw it all into a pot and make a stock that will be great for making soups in the winter or making sauces or making any kind uh, of dish. That's something you can't underestimate, too, the power of those foods. People were talking earlier about peasant foods and, and that 
there's something primal about the vibe it gives you. You know, it's like sitting around a campfire, that wonderful yeah. feeling you get of yeah. having a great soup cooking. Yes, yes. I love soups. It's, I grew up eating soup and uh, with lunch every day. You know, you start your meal with a soup, mm -hmm. and then you go to the dry, which is the meat, the potato, and the, and the rice with the vegetable. And uh, But the other thing the other thing that I, saw, I heard somebody talking about uh, – Early about the, the the morning foods and one of my favorite things is leftover cold pizza. Mm -hmm. If you get a good pizza, um, it's you know for me the quality of pizza is how it is it is in the morning. But you isn't know, um, isn't the more the more artisanal pizzas? You like a a great crust, right? That's made fresh in a wood burning oven. But those aren't necessarily the best things to have cold the next morning, are they? Oh, I don't know. I kind of like the crunchies. I can almost have like a pretzel sometimes, like a hard pretzel. I got you. You know, and then the flavor's crunchy. It's like a cookie. It's, and then <laughs> the, 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 the toppings are, you know, it's just you got to fold it in half and, and eat it. But, yeah, the Greek pizza is usually the the, the, the one that I learned, and I, I got used to eating cold pizza, and that's because it's packed with all kinds of stuff. Cold pizza is one of those delightful things to have. It really is, and that you yeah, can't—it's it, inexplicable. It's so different from the hot version, right out of yeah. the oven, and still and it it's goes good. Great, it goes great after a, a night of alcohol consumption in the morning. You know, wake up in the morning, figure where your head is. I'll have to trust you on that. I I don't do much of that alcohol consumption. <laughs> like one drink is a lot for me, and that happens maybe once a year. That's that's good. It's not a bad habit to have, Todd. Uh, drinking not or not habit. drinking? Not drinking. Not drinking. Yeah, I think it's a good habit. Plus, you save so much money if you go out to eat. You probably, I know what you're like at a restaurant, you probably half the bill is alcohol, right? Uh, mine, no. But, yeah, my companions are usually, I'm not a big drinker either. I'll, I'll drink maybe a drink or two. Um, I drink mostly water at dinner, so I'm not a big wine drinker at dinner. Yep. So my, my alcohol consumption is not that high, but my spouse's is. And yeah. uh, this weekend, you tonight you're going out or eating in? Yeah, we're celebrating my son's birthday, and I'm actually thinking, we're thinking about going to that Max's uh, high-end restaurant that Chef was talking about. I think he's at the, uh, what's it called, Max Oyster? Is that yeah, where you're I going? I believe he's a Max Oyster. No, yeah, Max Oyster, I believe. Yeah, so go there and and uh, tell them, send a little message into Matthew and, and see see if he comes out and says hi to you. That's nice. So uh, how old's Charlie? No, Charlie is 11. He's going to be turning 12th in November. Nick oh, this isn't him. 20. Yeah, my son Nick turned 20. Wow, that's yeah. a big one, huh? He's getting old. Yeah, he's getting old. So it's either that or we might go up to Tiger Belly up in East Windsor. I'm not sure yet. All right. Well, have a good time. Thank you for joining in. Uh, thank you for being here. And a uh, wonderful week again. Enjoy right. your weekend, and God bless everybody. Thank you, Juan, so much. Best to everybody in your fam. 860-522-9842. What are you doing to save money? It's hard to do with food these days, but this is the food hour. Dave's calling from Brantford. Hi, Dave. Yeah, hi, Todd. Uh, generally, uh, it's extra pasta on Friday night, and in respect of Lent, and we're not super religious, uh, meatless Fridays. 
appeals to me greatly. And uh, we're not very good at making homemade, you know, white clam sauce to put on the spaghetti. And so I do buy a brand that I like in the store uh, for, you know, the meatless Fridays. But generally, it's the Wait, homemade. Uh, you, you buy a brand of what? Pasta? Uh, the, the, the clam sauce spaghetti sauce. Okay, what's the brand? I think it's Renzoni. Uh-huh. Ren, Renzini, maybe. Yeah, I know what you uh, mean. The, uh, and it never really, I have to cook extra fine pasta to get it to stick better. The uh, You know, it's so watery. It doesn't really adhere well. So you got to use extra fine, extra narrow gauge spaghetti so you get more thorough coating. But anyway, the point of the call was, and I don't want to go too far, is the homemade sauce that we have so much of that we mm. made ourselves. Uh, that's what makes the spaghetti. You know, we've become intolerant of the canned stuff. It's just so awful in comparison to what yeah, we well, make that's ourselves. good. And I might contribute, and I wonder if others have had this problem. If we pre-make meat in the sauce before we freeze it, mm-hmm. you know, whether loose or uh, maybe even making meatballs or throwing a sausage or two, it doesn't seem to keep nearly as well. It seems to go rancid or get off flavor way sooner than if we just store it as straight, you know, straight tomato sauce. I, I wonder if others have that problem. Well, it makes sense. I forget what the formula is, but some combination of foods is what uh, accelerates the development of bacteria. So it it does make sense that the cleaner you keep the um, the thing you're freezing, uh, the better. It'll and keep. so, apparently, I am conventional. Uh, I understand the homemade pasta. We've known some Italians along the way especially the husbands won't tolerate anything but their own homemade pasta oh, yeah. and I'd hate to get I'd hate to get so spoiled uh you know in my demands for cooking that I turn my nose up at the uh, still good priced pasta you're able to get and there's many brands that I'm happy with and but so you know I'll leave some, it at that. can I tell you something funny or do you want to hang up and sure, you know, go ahead I'm the um we frequently get very excited about a pasta shop and and go buy fresh pasta and then we do it for a couple months and then we you know get lazy about going to buy it and we just eat store-bought and then we sit there and we say i don't know which i like better it's hard to tell they're both great and before I hang up, uh, I like Juan's calls because I'm in New Haven area. We get excellent pizza everywhere. There's so many places to yeah. get it. I agree with Juan. Uh, the next morning when you eat that slice for breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the thin, crispy, crusted New Haven kind, I never reheat it. I always eat it cold out of the refrigerator. Because you, like you like that cracker thing going on in the morning. I don't know if it's the texture, the taste, or the fact that the cheese doesn't drop in your lap. Uh, I can actually eat it right out of the refrigerator. A little bit animal-like and piggish, but when it's cold, at least it doesn't drop big red blobs on the floor. Do you have a favorite New Haven pizza place? We rarely go to New Haven. I've got the three. I do Tolly's in New Haven, Pasilio's in Brantford, and Il Forno in Brantford, which I mentioned in the New Haven area, the thin yes. crust, uh, mm-hmm. char-style pizza is everywhere. And yeah. all you have to do is find one that you like and you're used to, and that's the best there is for you. Yeah. <laughs> and got I'll it. leave it at that. Thank, Thank you, you, Dave. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Talk to you soon. 860-522-9842. So that is a 
a nice inexpensive breakfast, I suppose, if you're having pizza leftover from the night before. Except you always eat the leftover pizza, right? I mean, it's not going to go to waste, is it? See, this is, um, I like that we've had some foodies cooking, you know, kitchen type people who've talked about the whole idea of how do you make things that are um, based on less expensive ingredients. <laughs> less expensive ingredients. I just saw, I just saw Marlene's name on the screen. That's why I laughed. Mushroom Marlene. That's nice. Hello, Mush. Do we call you Mush for short? Uh, you you can call me anything but late for dinner. <laughs> Tell us your mushroom story, Marlene. Well, I am an amateur mycologist, and I do a lot of foraging. Mm-hmm. So um, my wife, of- let me just interject. My my wife grew up with. Uh, she's Italian, and she's uh, second generation American, and her grandfather would take her he was italian born and and raised and he would take her foraging and she always is whenever we're enjoying a a dish with mushrooms she's i wish i had gotten my grandfather to teach me and she's afraid how did you learn to start foraging for mushrooms without being nervous about poisons and stuff well i belong to a club first of all and and i would recommend any of you all that are interested in the research of wild foraging and mushrooms to search out a club because you can eat every mushroom once. (laughs) You mean even the dangerous ones? Well, yeah, once, and that's it. Oh, I see what you mean. If they're dangerous, you're done. (laughs) Yes. So you can't eat them once if if you want to live to try again. That's right. That's right. But I find that foraging is a wonderful way to cut down your food costs. Um, and you learn an awful lot about life and science and what's out there in the world. So it brings you out Meet in nature. Um, not too often. You know, you don't hope to run into too many people when you're foraging. Oh, I was you picturing you going with small groups, though, like a little cluster. Oh, I do. Of people. Yeah. I do. I do. But. Um, but it's a wonderful way to to teach the family about life and science and nature, and it's just a great thing. It, it really Tell us is. something surprising you've learned about mushrooms. Um, something surprising about mushrooms. Well, they are the oldest organism in the world, mm-hmm. and it is the largest organism in the world. Um, but... Um, the fascinating thing about mushrooms is you can never know enough about them because you can eat them, you can make crafts with them, um, you can remediate soil with them. It's just a, a wonderful science. Wow, that's great stuff. Okay, I think you've probably gotten several thousand people intrigued, and <laughs> the woods are going to get a lot busier now. Well, that's sort of a sad thing because uh, you have to, uh, of course, forage sustainably. Yes. But if anyone's interested in joining a club, there's a, there's two clubs in Connecticut. One is Connecticut Valley Mycological Society, and the other one is Coma. Um, you can look them up. There's lots of information on it. But um, I recommend that people go out there and, and understand and learn what there is available for free. 
um, bring your families, and also to grow your own gardens. It's a wonderful experience to grow your own gardens. Marlene, you are wonderful. Thank you for calling. I'm glad we were able to get you in before we wrapped up the hour, and you certainly closed the show in a strong way. So thank you so much for that, and we will see you in the forest, Marlene. Have a great weekend. I'm off Monday, so I'll see you Tuesday. Be safe, eat cheap, and wonderfully this weekend, especially you, Mark Christopher, out there on the Aragoni Bridge in the BPS Lawyers <laughs> Traffic Center. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.